It's 6 a.m. Rise and shine. Let's talk sports and welcome to The Grind. And good Tuesday to you, and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Tuesday edition of The Grind. As we as we grind it out here on a Tuesday edition, I roll solo today as uh, a little under the weather, a little uh, uh, a little having the daily grind uh, work is Jeffy Mack as he has to be in uh, today, which is, is good news, uh, getting a little back to some normalcy, hopefully, uh, as we as we get going here in Blount County, but uh, a little COVID nineteen update. Uh, COVID nineteen has uh, has continued to to impact the state. If you look at the the list of of county by county breakdown, Blount County now has ten confirmed cases of COVID nineteen. I believe uh, if I looked right, four deaths uh, related to COVID nineteen. And uh, you, you know that's that's if you look across the state, that's a that's a low number, uh, but at the same rate, we need to keep it that way, um, and 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 kind of do our due diligence. But yesterday, Governor Bill Lee uh, issued a safer at home order for all of Tennessee. That's that's the newest update in the state as far as COVID nineteen. He said Executive Order twenty two, which is the name of the safer at home order, uh, he said is not a mandated shelter in place. Uh, but a strong urging to stay home when at all possible. The bigger thing is this is closing of businesses, uh, and, and that's something he can mandate. Uh, a lot of, you know, I got out a couple of days ago uh, just to go get some essentials from Walmart and, and what have you, and I I don't know that I, I felt like it was much shut down at all. Uh, I saw several people at uh, at Walmart, and they're like, man, my house sure is looking good. You know, this is a, this is this is this is good for me. I'm getting a lot of stuff done, and I think that's good. I mean, stay busy at home, but but stay busy at home with stuff you've already got. But Tennessee Governor Bill Lee issued a safer at home order for the entire state. That means all non-essential businesses will need to close, and everyone is encouraged to stay at home whenever possible. Cities like Knoxville, Nashville, and Memphis have already issued similar orders, and physicians have been calling for Lee to do this for some time. More than a week ago, more than 600 physicians signed a letter asking the governor to order a shelter in place across the state to prevent a disastrous surge in COVID-19 cases. Instead, Governor Lee issued an executive order with new restrictions like closing restaurant, dining rooms, and gyms, but it did not mandate uh, sheltering in place or close of any non-essential businesses. Now he's gone all the way to Executive Order 22. This is not a mandated shelter-in-place order because it remains deeply important to me to protect personal liberties, Lee said at a Monday afternoon news briefing. He said instead it was a strong urging to stay home when at all possible. And we need to stay home when we can. Your habits and your routines will make the difference as we work to swiftly defeat COVID-19. Working together to establish new habits by ordering takeout, shopping for essentials in normal quantities, 
and resisting the urge to panic buy will help this situation. It includes closing businesses that cannot operate safely during this time, including salons, barbershops, concert venues, and indoor recreational facilities. The governor order goes into effect at 11.59 p.m. Tuesday night, so is in effect at this very moment, and lasts through April the 14th. Uh, Some specifics of the order include direction for non-essential businesses such as retail shops and in-store restaurants said such businesses or organizations are strongly encouraged to provide delivery, include delivery curbside outside of the business or organization, or online or telephone orders to greatly uh, extent practicable and persons are encouraged to use any such option to support such businesses during this emergency. It says, it continues, Even though essential activity and essential services are permitted under this order, all persons are strongly encouraged to limit the greatest extent possible to frequency of engaging in essential activity and essential services. For example, all persons are strongly encouraged, among other things, to use thoughtful planning, careful coordination, and consideration of others when engaging in essential activity and services in order to minimize the need and frequency for leaving their place of residence or property. When engaged in essential activity or essential services, persons shall be all times following the health guidelines to the greatest extent practicable. The Tennessee Department of Health confirmed 1,834 cases of COVID-19 as of Monday, March the 30th, an increase of 297 cases over the day before. There have been 13 reported deaths statewide as a result of COVID-19. So far, cases have been reported in 77 of Tennessee's 95 counties. Uh, Lee said half of the state was already under some sort of stay-at-home, particularly in the most urban areas. Lee said he made the decision to expand the order statewide out of fear that coronavirus would start spreading in our rural communities uh, much faster. He hesitated, uh, but he said, because he wanted Tennessee to be a state where people can maintain their personal liberties. Uh, a grassroots group called Protect My Care that aimed to protect health care for Tennessee and said in a press release that the order doesn't go far enough. Uh, there, there's a lot of questions here. And, and you know, I think I, I use this first 10 minutes to kind of brief uh, about what's up, what's going on. Uh, because, again, I, I think sometimes there's, there's, there's a lot of red tape. There's a lot of formalities and I just kind of want to say what what is what is and 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 hopefully help some people uh, gain some understanding but he said it was it has been 11 days and 12 deaths since more than 2,000 doctors uh, sent a letter to Governor Lee uh, saying that they wanted more Um, but but I think I I think he's on the right path you know communities need to understand their condition they have a leadership group in the community uh, that that can make those decisions and I understand that the governor can be a governing authority, can be a reigning body, but at the same rate, I mean, Knox County did it themselves. They didn't need Governor Bill Lee to do it. You know, Nashville, Memphis have have done it and didn't need Governor Bill Lee to, to tell them to do it. So, I, you know, I push back on, on the, the need for the governor to, like, drop the hammer. You know, I think at some rate, and I told Laura yesterday, Laura, my wife, I said, you know, I said, all we can do is take care 
of of us four, and that's her and I and our two little boys. And and maybe maybe people would think that's that's kind of careless or what have you, but I'm taking care of everybody else by not going anywhere. I'm taking care of my people, my people being my two little boys and my wife by not going anywhere. And the thing is, if everybody had that mindset, nobody's expected, you know, to, to, you need to go to Walmart and you need to save the world. No, you just don't need to go to Walmart. Like if you have 10,000 rolls of toilet paper, that's probably enough. This is, this is not, this is not a shortage because the materials aren't available. This is a shortage because we're, we're not moving materials the way we used to because we're trying to protect and, and, and kind of slow this thing down. So I guess in the grand scheme of things, I think all this is great. I think Governor Billy no, putting out this notice that that from this office, we want you to stay at home. Now, I, I don't know how much that sinks in with a lot of people, but at the same rate it should. Uh, you, you know, elected officials, whether you voted for them or not, they're your elected official. And, and that sh- there should be a certain level of respect there. But you should want to take care of you for you. You should want to take down that risk for you. Now, if you're one of those essential workers, uh, again, I, I applaud you. Uh, you know, be safe, do what you have to do, uh, and get out and get home. Uh, because I, there's a fine line. Uh, and even, even in the place that I work full-time, there's a fine line. You, you know, you have to meet practical business needs, but then you actually have to, you've got to be smart. And and I think that balancing act is not always cut and dry. There's no start stop point that's in, in the book, you know, that you can look and you can say, oh, well, this is how you handle COVID-19. There's no way to do that. All I can say is, is we, we've got to, we've got to micromanage this at the, at the person level. We've got to look at ourselves and say, well, what's smart? What, what are we doing? What are we doing to, to not just, just poke and hope and not just, you know, by chance not get this thing? What are we actively doing? You know, what are we cleaning? What are we sanitizing? How are we going out of the house? Do we have a face shield? Are we wearing gloves? And I know I, this, is, this is so so abstract from what we're used to. This is so different. And, and, and you know, I think there is a, a certain certain variety of media that 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 likes this situation because they feel like they've got they've got a lot of people in their hands. That's that's not where I'm at. That's not where I'm at. I want people to to have hope. I want people to feel comfortable doing what they're doing. But at the same rate, I want them to to think about it. And, and I think a lot of times in today's society, the free spirit mindset has taken over to a point to where, you know, kind of just do and then think about it later. And we've kind of got to get away from that. That that can't be our our mantra. It has to be we're going to squash this thing out if it means if it means 3 you know, solitude weeks of of shutdown and this thing's over, wouldn't you rather do that than have 3 months of of battling and forcing and 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 screaming? to try to get somebody to do something. I mean, it's just food for thought. You know, everybody's adults. Do what you do what you got to do. But make it sure it's what you got to do, not what you want to do. You know, I've done stuff around the house. I've I've pressure washed the patio. I've, you know, I've I've done some mulching. I've done some this, I've done some that. But I had a lot of that stuff at home. So, 
you know, just just be mindful of that, you know, as as we kind of navigate ourselves through the next few weeks because ultimately there's no there's no sure-fired oh, do this and, and 10 days later this thing's cured or you know, do this and and 3 weeks later we're we're coming out of this thing. There's nothing that says that. But I can tell you right now, if we don't you know, the old saying goes, you know, I don't know why you expect different results when you don't change any of your behavior. Or if you do what you've always done, you're going to get what you've always gotten. Well, what got us to this spread, what got us to this to this national emergency was people doing what they'd always done. They went, they did, they was close, they shook hands, they, you know, they, they didn't sanitize, they didn't clean after themselves, da-da-da-da-da. So if we continue to do that, then then how do we ever expect to come out of it? How do we ever expect to change the result? This thing doesn't just get tired and go home. So in that response, stay at the house. If you've got to go somewhere, if you need groceries, go get groceries. I would recommend wearing a mask, wearing some gloves. Don't touch your face. But go get your groceries. It's it, you know this isn't a this isn't a a lockdown in the streets and a, and you know roadblocks you have to go through telling them what your business is in this in this community. It's not to that point, but we should be adults enough not to let it get to that point. And and so so that's kind of my piece on the deal. I think if you look at what what Governor Lee said is it, it's it's a good it's a good angle to take. He's leaving the ball in our court, and and, and I can appreciate that. Because we're adults. And if you're a child listening to this, you, you will be an adult and make a good decision. But here's the thing. Let's do the right thing. Uh, let, let's get what we need to get, get to the house and enjoy it. You know, my little boys, I've got one little boy that learned how to ride his bicycle with no training wheels two days ago. You know what? We did that from the comfort of our own home in front of our house on the, on our little driveway there. You know, that didn't that didn't cost me nothing, didn't expose me to anything. And you know what? We had a great time. Uh great last few days have been great. You can get outside, you can throw a baseball, you can throw a football, uh, you can you can turn the sprinkler on. I mean, there's a million things that we can do uh with each other that doesn't necessarily have to interact with the greater community, the greater part of the world. And 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 you know, for some people <laughs> that's that's good news. Some for some that's bad. But I think in times as this, uh, you got to make those sacrifices and you got to do what you got to do. But that's kind of the Corona update uh, for today. From here on out, we're talking sports today. We're going to talk about Tennessee's newest commit, uh, running back Wright. Uh, He's a a nice running back commit for the 2021 class. We'll talk about what he looks like, what his advantages are, and then honestly, where he fits in coming in in 2021 because if you look at it, what is here this year and what will potentially be graduating uh, will be a different-looking Tennessee running back crew. So we'll talk about that on the flip. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKBL.com, Rocky Top Sports. We'll be right back. Your hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. 
Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill. Located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work? Or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. At the Blood Partnership, we're working to keep people safe and informed about the recent outbreak of COVID-19, the coronavirus. We know that as members of the community, businesses are experiencing unexpected challenges and we're committed to providing as much support as possible. Find business and community information on our website at www.bluntchamber.com or search for Blunt Chamber on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blount County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation review and assurance services. It's Whitlock and Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock and Company online at whitlockcpa.com. This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind, not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 103.9 
Welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Tuesday edition of The Grind. I'll uh, kind of move into some sports here. I know I know a lot of people sit here and go, you know, we, we want to listen to sports to get away uh, from the, the COVID discussion. But, you know, I think, I think it's a necessary discussion because here's the thing. A lot of times it's the mumbo-jumbo. They, they use the medical terminology, and, you know, it gets a little muddy. So I, I try to break it down and just give the, the, the outtake that I get from the information, and I hope that that's well-received. But uh, yesterday, Tennessee got a big big boost there as they're, they're in, in quarantine. Uh, one visit to Tennessee was all that was needed for Jalen Wright, a running back from Durham, North Carolina Southern High School, to say he wanted to be a volunteer. The class of 2021 running back uh, visited the Vols and said that his announcement Monday afternoon was a little bit more than three weeks in the making after his visit to the Vols on March the 7th. Uh, junior day, the 5'11", 187-pound right chooses Tennessee over Miami, Arizona State, Syracuse, and North Carolina State, giving the Vols their eighth known commitment for the 2021 class and their first from a projected running back. They always say projected because you never know what they're going to do uh, when they get here. Juwan Jennings was a quarterback when he came in. Uh, me and my parents, uh, we really talked about it. This is right speaking. And due to all this coronavirus stuff going on, we don't know if we will be able to visit any more colleges. We thought Tennessee would be the best fit for me. Uh, right, who had received a scholarship offer uh, from at least eight schools. When I was there, they made me feel really uh, feel really like it was home to me, so I just felt like that was the best decision. I was just ready to be a Vol. A track standout who was a state champion last year in the 55-meter dash, Wright has a personal record of 10.84 seconds in the 100-meter. He said he plans to play football and run track at Tennessee. We've had some pretty good success out of that combination. Wright said he talked with first-year Vols running backs coach Jay Graham, a former Tennessee running back and North Carolina native, on a daily basis since getting his first SEC offer from the Vols in February. Wright said Graham naturally was excited to find out uh, recently that Wright had decided to play at Tennessee and was also excited that he was from North Carolina. He was he was happy, Wright said of Graham. He said, I made his day by choosing Tennessee. He said that all he needs – is me. I'm excited to go there for academic and for football reasons. Graham has made it clear to Wright over the past several weeks that he sees a lot of potential in him, uh, Wright said. And the Vols have told him they, they have big plans for him on offense and perhaps even on special teams. He said, Coach Graham compared me to Dalvin Cook because he coached him at, at Florida State. Uh, referring to the running back for the NFL's Minnesota Vikings who played under Graham, he said, I could probably even be better than him. He said, with my size and speed, that's a rare talent, rare to find. He said that I would fit very good in their offense, and they would do they would really do good with me. Uh, Wright said he felt comfortable at Tennessee earlier this month because just the people around the staff, even the people that weren't coaches, 
They just made me feel like they cared about me. They made me feel like I was already on the team. I think that's huge. I think that's great for, for Jeremy Pruitt and his staff to, to have that, that kind of conversation coming from recruits. I, you know, and I, I don't want to put people in stereotypes or in boxes or what have you, but young people a lot of times don't, don't take that approach. They don't see that side of it. How are you being treated, I guess, in, in relation to are you are you the newest play pretty? Are you the are you the Christmas gift that that we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of good fun with uh, for a couple of days? Or is this a team thing? Is everywhere I go, you, you're treating me as if I'm already on the on the squad? I, I think that's a that's a big growing point uh, for Jeremy Pruitt and staff that that it's a cultural thing. It's it's not a oh man he's the newest he's the shiniest toy. Let's let's go after that. But that that there's a little bit of uh this is how they made me feel standpoint, not just they showed me all the cool places. Uh, his conversation with Tennessee head coach Jeremy Pruitt uh, and his growing relationship with Graham also helped him decide his uh, his fate and, and envision himself playing for the Vols. He said, I really sat down and had a long talk with him, Jeremy Pruitt that was, me and my dad, and he was just teaching me technique and teaching me basically the stuff that he would teach me, uh, teach his own running back. He said, Coach Graham, I just felt like he's a very good dude. Uh, a lot of people say he's a good dude. I trust him. I trust Coach Pruitt, and I trust everybody at Tennessee. I just feel like Tennessee will be the right place for me, uh, said uh, said Jalen Wright. Uh, Wright said he believes uh, he has largely flown under the radar in, in the recruiting process simply because he didn't receive significant playing time before his junior season. Uh, he said, with his decision now behind him, he said he doesn't expect to change his mind about Tennessee, but with other major programs showing interest, he said he's not ready to completely shut down his recruitment just yet. He said, my recruitment is still open. Uh, right now, I'm just committed to Tennessee. That's where I want to go, uh, but we don't know what's going to happen in the future, so I'm just going to let things play out. So, I, you know, I think it's any anything like that is is – for a Tennessee fan, you don't like to hear it. You're an all-in, all-out kind of guy. But these are young kids, and, and and again, he's he's going into his senior season. You know, should he blow up? There may be offers out there that that make him want to explore, and I think it's good for him to to let that be known because you, you know it, it's it's one of those deals uh, where you only get that high school to college recruitment uh, one time. He's he's in the class of 2021. Uh, and he's 5'11", 187 pounds. He'll grow a little bit, and we'll see if he can get his uh, get his senior year in and see what that looks like as he as he goes ahead and and does his thing there in his uh, in his thing. But his announcement decision came on his Twitter post. He said, first things first, I'd like to thank God for this whole recruiting process and the ability he gave me to be athletic and to be a student athlete. Uh, after a long talk with my family, I've decided to commit to the University of Tennessee. Uh, he was the first. He Tennessee was his first SEC offer as he visited in early February as part of the, one of the Vols' junior days, and he also had offers, like I said, from Miami, Arizona State, Syracuse, North Carolina State, and Rutgers. Um, trying to see see what he had said, uh, what else he had said, but uh, but really, uh, I think you uh, you got to be excited about what that looks like. Uh, I, I looked at Tennessee's roster, and, and if you look at what they had in camp, 
at the running back position. Here's what you got. Eric Gray, sophomore. Ty Chandler, senior. Tim Jordan, senior. Carlin Filsamy, redshirt senior. Uh, Marcus Pierce, junior. And Fred Orr, redshirt freshman. Now, that doesn't include the, the incoming 2020 class, which includes T. Hodge and Jabril, Jabari Small. Uh, both of those all-purpose back, Jabari Small, 5'10", 193, and T. Hodge out of Maryville High School, six foot, 216 pounds. So there will be a stable of about four running backs that Wright would have to compete with. Again, Eric Gray would be coming into his junior season uh, as, as Wright would come in as a rook. Uh, Fred Orr would be a redshirt sophomore. Uh, you, would see, you would see a senior in – let me look this up one more time. You would have Marcus Pierce as a senior. You would have Red, Fred Orr as a redshirt sophomore. Uh, so there would be an opportunity there. And, again, change of pace play guy, 5'10", 200-pound Eric Gray is going to need some speed. Uh, to kind of come with him because he's he's a big guy. He's a speedy guy, but I think you need the ground and pound a little bit, and I think that's where T. Hodge will come in to play very well uh, here, especially coming in. That would be his sophomore season or redshirt freshman season. We'll see how that plays out. But uh, but I think there's some opportunity uh, for these guys to to have, uh, have a chance uh, to do some nice things and to do some things. Uh, in this 2021 class, and I think I think Wright saw the the ability and the writing on the wall uh, that there's going to be some opportunities. There's going to be some positions that need to be filled uh, for this team, and to just take those opportunities and run with them. So Tennessee adds Jalen Wright to the 2021 class, a huge get as the North Carolina running back uh, commits to Tennessee amid uh, some some uh, some COVID-19. Uh, shortages, and, and I think I think that's a that's a huge get uh, for 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 Tennessee, and I think that's a, that's a huge get uh, for Tennessee. And 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 you know, it's they talked to Jeremy Pruitt yesterday uh, on like a little uh, in car. I don't know what you call it. It was it was Laura Rutledge and Jeremy Pruitt talking, uh, kind of a kind of a I. I don't know what you would say. I don't know what you would say, um, what you would call that. But a little conversation they had, and it was he was at home and she was in her car, and they both had their little kids. And I'm like, is this like a daycare meeting or what, what do you call this? But anyway, uh, I thought it was good because he is he's very intentional. He's very intentional. Uh, and – I like the fact that he he made it really clear, and I think this speaks volumes to parents. Uh, I think this speaks huge volumes to parents because he made it really clear that he was worried about kids staying safe and and not spreading and and not not getting this thing any worse than it it currently is uh, for his student athletes. He, he didn't first jump to, oh, yeah, we're going to get on video next week. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And da-da-da-da-da, this is what we got to do. Da-da-da-da-da, this is what football, it's all about football. Let's keep going about football. He didn't do that. He didn't do that because that's not what's important to him. And, and you know, I, I think there's coach speak with everything. And I'm not I'm not taking anything away from him. I'm not I'm not trying to, to, to negate what he's doing. But what I can say is, is he did the right thing. 
He didn't come on this thing blazing a trail about Tennessee, how hot they came off 2019, and how how they they can't they can't wait to get back on the field. Da 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 da. You know, he was talking about he was talking about how they they had online classes and how they're they're trying to do tutorials with the players to make sure this is going to work and and some players live in in rural areas to where their internet's not that good so that the the online classes are are not necessarily as streamlined in those locations and and how are they going to make that work and and what they're doing to talk to these players and to make sure that they're still doing their schoolwork and that they're still taking care of themselves in the classroom and then and then after all of that, talking about the safety of the family, safety of the player, how they're getting the schoolwork done, doing the student part of this thing, then they started talking a little football, uh, talking about how the strength staff had sent them uh, basically a anybody-can-do-this kind of workout plan. And uh, he said he said it was very creative in the fact that uh, there was it, the the recruiting de- or not recruiting the strength conditioning pro you know department had put together things that because nobody no no college kid when they go back to their house I don't I don't want to say none of them but most of them don't have a full gym they don't have access now under the new shelter at home they don't have access to go to a Planet Fitness to go to a National Fitness so. They had to get creative as to how these people could do the same workouts, have a good regiment, but not have a gym. So he said he literally said on there, he said there's there's deals where you're, you know, doing things with milk jugs, curling milk jugs, doing this with you you know, with with household things, you know, doing dips on a chair, da da da. So it's it's grassroots level, but I think that's that's what's gonna gonna better this program. As I as I uh, nose just like stopped up on me like sinus level like you won't you won't see here but anyway I think that's a really good thing that they're doing you know they're they're focusing on what's important and, and I think Jeremy Pruitt also made it a really good point and, and Knoxville people should have heard this if they didn't they need to go back and listen he said we're we're kind of spoiled and I'm paraphrasing he said we're spoiled in Knoxville. Because it's not such a grand thing. It's not Nashville. It's not Memphis. It's not New York. He said, as I'm talking to these recruits across the country via text, via you know Facebook, via social media, however they're 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 corresponding. He said it's a lot scarier in a lot of other places in the country, and, and he said that's what we need to understand is that it's 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 better here because we're not so populated we're not so engrossed with people that we can't get away from each other he said that's what's scary around the country and he said a lot of places in our country uh are are very very much impacted by a lot of this stuff so i uh you know i don't i don't know exactly uh you know what the length of this time is going to be and he he even said this he said nobody knows what's going to happen how this is going to unfold he said all i can do is tell my guys he said, there will be a day where we play football again, and we've just got to be ready to do that. Uh, you know, whether that be in the classroom, whether that be on the on the football field, uh, whether that be in, in film study, whether that be in the weight room, we've got to be ready to go. And, and, and he said a lot of people are really liking it because, again, some of these kids, when they went back home, they went back to a, a I don't know another word to use, infested area. You know, they went back to a group – 
uh, that was very, very much uh, inhabited by people with this virus. So in, in that response, I think, you, you know, they're, they're, they're going to, that they are interested in having something to do besides looking at four walls. Uh, a lot of these people are kind of, kind of quarantined in. So, uh, in that respect, they were, they were interested in that. And, and in that respect, I think you're going to see uh, some good things come out of this because I think they'll, they'll kind of morph this thing to fit and function, uh, with each kid. And, and, and I think they'll understand each kid more coming out of this, but Tennessee has had a really strong, uh, season and they continue to capitalize as they're building this 2021 class uh, with uh, with some nice pieces. They actually added a. I'm trying to find it. They added a little edge rusher uh, to the 2020 class, reclassified guy uh, that's going to come in. I think his name's Grady. Uh, he'll come in and and be able to to compete uh, once all this stuff uh, has cleared up and has has made its it made its way out. But uh, I think it's it's interesting uh, that the 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 wheels continue to turn in college football. Uh, things continue to happen. You, you, the memes uh, for for this stuff is has continued to to kind of grind out. If you if you don't follow us on on Facebook, you should. I've been trying to post some things daily uh, to try to I don't know kind of brighten things up. You know, usually like either funny memes and NASCAR videos. I even you know I'm I'm kind of a my, one of my guilty pleasures is Dale Jr. Download. Uh, it's a it's a pretty cool little radio podcast about NASCAR. If that's something you're interested in, you should check that out. I, I usually try to tweet a couple of those or, or Facebook post a few of those, uh, but check those out. But if 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 you're not following us on social media, you should be. Uh, check us out. Uh, you can go to our website, thegrindonsports.com. Uh, right there, you can jump to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can go to uh, SoundCloud. You can go to Apple Podcasts. You can get to Google Play Music, uh, or you can just uh, you can send us a message from the website uh, to ask a question on on the radio show. So it's a, it's a pretty good hub for anything the grind. It is thegrindonsports.com. Uh, again, brought to you and built by Forty Second Street Marketing right here in Maryville. Four two sdcom is where you should go. Uh, to check out some of their work and see how they have helped local businesses in the area. But also, you can give them a call, 865-382-7007. Again, in these times, we've got to support our local businesses, see what we've got going on, and and, and then go from there as we we try to combat and fight uh, this disease. But but again... uh, 42sd.com and 865-382-7007. But uh, also check us out online, thegrindonsports.com, and you can get Facebook, Twitter, Instagram feeds right there. But we're going to take a break, listen to our fine sponsors. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about this NCAA eligibility question. Will spring sports get an extra year? Yesterday, one step closer to making that happen. We'll talk a little bit about what the the idea was, what the pitch is, and how each school will have some discretion as to how to handle. But we'll talk it on the flip. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be right back.
Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. This is Alex Melvin, CEO of Rural King. I want to personally assure you that Rural King and its associates are doing everything possible to provide the things you need for your family, farms, pets, and livestock. Our country has been through hard times before. We will get through this stronger than ever. God bless you and your family. From Rural King, America's Farm and Home Store. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19. Those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit SalvationArmyUSA.org. This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind, not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blunt County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, 
individual and business tax returns, compilation review and assurance services. It's Whitlock and Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock and Company online at WhitlockCPA.com. Got something you're grinding on? Give us a call at 865-983-4310. Now back to the grind with host Wayne Kaiser. 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Tuesday edition of The Grind. It's uh, it, it's 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 kind of a, a hodgepodge day because, you know, there's there's been some good, there's been some questionable, there's been some a lot of things. But I tell you one thing that I'm happy that the NCAA has not uh, not dropped the ball on. And, and And granted, they have plenty of opportunities to do so on a regular basis, but looks like the NCAA will allow an extra year of eligibility for athletes in curtailed spring sports or delayed, canceled spring sports. The The decision will not, however, go ahead and put this out there, cover winter sports like basketball and gymnastics, which had postseasons uh, disrupted by the outbreak. Uh, that will still be in discussion, but the NCAA Division One Council voted on Monday to open the door to another year of eligibility for all spring sports athletes whose seasons were cut short by the coronavirus. Uh, but whether or an athlete is able to return will largely depend on decisions by universities, which will determine how much scholarship aid to offer and whether to apply for an individual to receive a waiver allowing an additional season. Uh, for example, a college could allow an athlete's eligibility to be restored on the condition that the athlete pay some or all the cost of attendance. The additional season applies to sports like baseball, softball, golf, tennis, lacrosse, track and field, beach volleyball, and rowing. Uh, Those sports were shut down on March 12th, the same day the NCAA ended postseason tournaments in winter sports like men's and women's basketball, wrestling, and gymnastics. The winter athletes will not be allowed to claim extra eligibility uh, at this point. It said, you know, scholarship restrictions will be eased to permit schools to cover returning seniors while accommodating incoming freshmen and transfers. Baseball rosters, for instance, are restricted to 35 players, but any senior who returns will not be counted against that limit. It said it's a good day for a college base for college baseball's big picture, said Edwin Thompson, the baseball coach at Eastern Kentucky. Uh, the logistics will figure it out. The important thing is at least the kids have an opportunity. That's all you can ask in life. What they do with it is on them. The approved the uh, the plan approved by the 40-person council was partially influenced by financial pressures the athletic department could be facing, particularly if football is affected by the coronavirus this fall. The council is composed largely of athletic directors and conference commissioners 
commissioners, but it also includes several student athletes and academics. A sign of the financial squeeze on athletic departments surfaced late last week when the NCAA announced that men's basketball tournament revenue uh, that are distributed to conferences would be reduced by nearly two-thirds uh, from $600 million to $225 million. Rather than laying out detailed rules on how universities should proceed, uh, the council left the decision to conferences and their colleges. Some universities will find it harder than others to pick up additional scholarship costs for returning seniors. Others will not. It says, in our world, there are dollars we don't have, uh, said Andy Fee, the athletic director at Long Beach State, uh, warning that some colleges may drop certain sports. He said, I caution people that think they're going to put Humpty Dumpty back together again, that there are heavy conversations down the road, and I think it's going to be happening across the country. One conference in which athletes might not benefit is the Ivy League, which does not allow graduate students to play sports and has stringent requirements for granting redshirt years. The league said in a statement that it supported the NCAA's proposal and that it was considering the implications of the decision. Again, different situations call for different measures. He said at least one of our league's senior athletes has already decided not to pursue an extra year. Molly Milligan, a rower at Princeton, plans to be a graduate assistant coach at the University of Wisconsin, where she will begin working on her master's degree this fall. He said, I thought about it for a hot second, uh, Milligan said, of returning, but the trauma of the past two weeks was really challenging to deal with. It's hard now going back to change that mindset to, oh, I might be able to come back. For others, the calculation may be strictly financial, but unlike many of their counterparts in football and basketball, spring athletes tend not to receive full scholarships. Baseball teams, for example, have 11.7 scholarships that a coach can distribute among as many as 27 players, excluding walk-on roster spots. Softball has 12 scholarships to divide among a max of 25 players. Men's volleyball has four and a half scholarships. So if you look at that, a lot of people are going to be talking about dollars out of their pocket uh, to be able to continue uh, to play at the college level. He said there's going to be some tough decisions, uh, comes fee from Long Beach State. A coach is going to have to say, I appreciate what you did, but we don't have money for you. We don't have a scholarship for you. The toughest conversation, though, may be with incoming freshmen. They will suddenly be joining rosters more crowded than expected, delaying their chances to take over some positions. So that'll be a question and answer session that each college will have to have uh, independently. I I think for baseball, this is a win-win because, I mean, you look at it and and it allows you in some ways uh, in baseball and softball uh, to swing for the fences uh, as some big-time freshman recruits because you know you've got these seniors or once you understand that senior coming back discussion. Because and how they're going to handle the money, et cetera, et cetera. Because one of the biggest knocks on Dave Serrano and even Todd Raleigh and even, you know, you keep going back in in the coaching trees, but was that we swung real heavy and missed on a lot of players that ended up going to the major league draft. Well, in, in this cycle, I was assuming that we were looking to replace guys like Alaric Solari, guys like Pete Durkay. Guys like, you know, that, that's been a big part of the program uh, for a long time. And, 
you want to be calculated, but you also want to have some some level of success uh, from that player. So I don't know that this doesn't open the door to to be able to swing for the fences a little bit and say, you know what, if we swing and land this guy, then next season as a he, he is a freshman, you know, Solari, Durkay, and those and company are coming back. You know, this could be a loaded roster. And I think Vandy's looking at it that way. I think, uh, I think you, you know, you look at the the Kentuckys of the world, the Floridas of the world, all the programs that are that are already kind of on that cutting edge of recruiting slash, you know, being smart because baseball is a different animal when it comes to recruiting. I think it's it's interesting, but I think colleges are going to have to, you know, we're, we're going to have to see how this thing shakes out first. What the the long lasting effects of this is. What what universities have done to have reserves and and security in place to kind of cover some of this, and then and then just quite frankly, what where where are the cuts coming? Because I think it, it's just a matter of time before that happens. Because you can't you can't tell me that that you were expecting six hundred million, you get two hundred twenty five, that you just had a uh, you had a cushion in your budget. Uh, for three hundred seventy-five million. I mean, if you do, I'm really proud of you. Like I'm, I'm, I'm extremely, extremely proud of you. But I doubt it. I doubt there was anybody, any university, anywhere, that can sit and take that kind of cushion. Even their portion of said cushion is tough to deal with because, I mean. In today's age in college athletics, it's not a matter of if you're going to renovate. It's what you're renovating. It's when are you going to start the next renovation project? Why are you not already redoing that? I mean, it is, our weight room at, at, at the Thompson Center, or not Thompson Center, the, uh, yeah, the, the training facility, whatever you want to call it, uh, that, that was literally, I think, about three years old, and it got completely replaced. And, and yeah, you can say, you know, kind of fruitless spending, what have you, but, but at the end of the day, that's the market. It, it's one of those deals. Like you can, you can play for a lesser cost, but you're not going to be a player, you know? And I think that's what Tennessee has been doing for years and years and years is, is trying to budget build, uh, something that's, that's great. And it hasn't always panned out for Tennessee. So I, I applaud the the uh, swing for the fences mindset. I, I think that's any fans want. I mean, I, I don't know of any fan that that legitimately like doesn't like when when their school has the prettiest shiniest place. When that when they're the first person to do a, the the biggest jumbotron, if they're if they're the first person to to crack this number or or to have this level of attendance or it, it's never. Man, you are to see Vandy, man. They're locking down that 3,400 seating capacity there. You know, they're killing it. They're doing what they got to do, and I'm talking about football. Uh, you don't talk about the little ones. You talk about the big ones. And and, and the thing is, is Tennessee is, has continued to try to be that, that front runner in a lot of cases. But that discussion will be coming to a head sooner rather than later as to we didn't get the budget we thought we had. What do we stop? Do we stop some of the recruiting budget? I think that's hard to do. I think that's hard to do because revenue sports 
are driven by what you put on the field, what you put on the court. So I think that's hard to do. Do you stop renovations? Well, again, that that parlays to recruiting. I think that impacts you from a from a how you how you build a program, how you do different things, and what you're able to sell in regards to other people. So I think it's going to be a it's going to be a marriage of of what what is hap- what was the plan, what was the cost of the plan, what do we where's the cuts coming, and how do we distribute that across uh, the the landscape? Because I think that's that's where the the deal is, and that's how you're going to have to do it. But I, I love the fact that the NCAA has said, you know what, this is this is uncharted waters. This is a situation to where you don't really know uh, what's going on and how how to handle these things. Um, so you just hope that uh, that you can get uh, you can get done uh, what you need to get done. But but at the same rate, you, you know, I think it's up to each college to understand. You know what the, what they would be losing, what they'd be gaining uh, to give that extra eligibility, and then just just navigate those waters uh, as as they see fit. But I love that the NCAA is somewhat getting out of the way. I love that they're uh, they're doing what they should do and allowing colleges uh, to to manage their own situations. But uh, big day for Tennessee as they get the running back. Uh, out of North Carolina at the moment. Again, want to have to lock him down through February, or maybe he signs early in December. Uh, but I uh, wish him the best in a senior season. I uh, hope that is not impacted by what we're going through right now. Uh, but I think all bets are off as to how long this will endure and what will happen in the coming weeks, months. But, uh, again, excited about what that looks like. Excited about the NCAA allowing eligibility for athletes. And, uh, and you know, ultimately – uh, just trying to do do what we need to do uh, to keep this thing safe. But again, uh, you know, kind of PSA here at the end. If you if you need to go out, go out. Uh, be safe in doing so. Have your hand sanitizer ready. Wear some gloves. Wear a mask. Uh, and I'm not joking. I, I think those are mandated things. Those need to be mandated things because uh, the only way you can protect you is to protect you. Uh, I think you got to do what you have to do, what you know to do, and then the rest, uh, you, you know, is kind of you, you kind of got to let roll. But uh, at the end of the day, if you need to get out, get out. But if not, uh, enjoy time at home. Uh, I would recommend uh, Disney Plus. I've watched Frozen two about four hundred times. Uh, I've watched Aladdin several times. I've uh, watched Decade of Dominance. I've watched The Big Orange. Uh, expedition uh the the 98 season i've watched uh the the national championship game in its entirety i've watched the 2016 florida matchup in its entirety i've watched last year's kentucky matchup in its entirety both football and basketball the one in rup uh i love that you can that i can pick my own games because you know what i make sure we win (laughs) and so i love being able to watch those i watched some xfl replay uh, NBCSN is doing the uh, is doing the the Sunday nights in America, the football nights in America all week. So in prime time, if you got NBCSN, uh, you can watch football. Last night I watched Peyton versus Eli, two thousand six, uh, pretty good matchup at at a couple of guys uh, when they were really really good. Peyton en route to his his first Super Bowl, and Eli on the heels uh, of his first the next very season but hey if you like what you heard and you want to hear more you didn't get to hear all today or you want to see if every day is just like today 
Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. We're on Facebook, The Grind On Sports. We're on Twitter and Instagram, The Grind On Sports. Check us out, like us, follow us, and give us a shout. But if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on.